Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome. Um, now, today I want to talk about something very important, uh, which is gaming. Of course, I've been, last week I was talking a lot about movies and about the MCU. Uh, so what, now we're going to step back a little bit and we want to talk about other things that really matter to us as well, which is gaming. Gaming is a big part of our lives, part of our culture as geeks, and something that definitely we all enjoy in, in many levels. Um, there, there is a study that was done recently uh, where actually, um, and I have the links for you, where it shows that actually 65%, if I'm not mistaken, of adults in, in America uh, are gamers. And uh, this number continues to rise as time goes on. Of course, as uh, you know, people die off and you know the older generation, which are not gamers, but the younger generation is taking over. Uh, and of course, we, we live in a culture of gaming, whether it's uh, console gaming, PC gaming, whether it's mobile gaming, um, the, the numbers are st stacking up. Right? There's an increase on it, and which is amazing to realize that how many people are gaming in, in one shape or form. Uh, so definitely there's a, a lot of increase on those numbers, and um, we are part of it. So definitely gaming uh, as an uh, entertainment industry is a powerhouse and has control in the way we consume uh, this type of services, you know, this type of entertainment. Uh, even surpasses how we stream our movies or television. Uh, a lot of people have spent countless hours, uh, including myself. I include myself into that category, uh, playing games. I do spend more time gaming than I do watching movies or, you know, you know, in this case, TV shows, which is an amazing thing. You know, it's definitely when you look at the numbers, you realize how big this community is and how diverse and how many different type of games people enjoy. Some people love first person shooters. Some people love, uh, for, you know, platformers. Some people love indie games. Uh, you name it. There's so many different type of games for all different um, uh, demographics and people and, you know, every, everything. Everyone is different. Uh, and there is an option. It's like going to an ice cream parlor. You know, there are so many different flavors. There's a flavor for everyone, which is good. But now I want to talk today about something that I've been looking through the numbers. Last week, uh, there was a release. Uh, and I want to mention this by, um, in this case, by EA, which is always infamous uh, in the charts and the numbers for always being, uh, you know, hated and, you know, revered, loved by some, but of course, uh, mostly hated by most gamers for some reason of another. You know, there's always this idea that EA has some type of uh, malevolence. Um, desire to take advantage of people uh which you know i understand how people feel about it there's a lot of games that have been very disappointed under ea but there's been a lot of great games also under ea and uh, at the end of the day ea is not a developer ea is just a publisher and of course under their house under their canopy there they have multiple companies of developers and they work with so many different developers and they are the ones pretty much uh, printing or selling their product uh, so ultimately it's not the eel of EA or how they achieve their businesses as a, uh, any other businesses their their purpose is to make money and to sell copies and also to provide for their employees you know they, it's a big company therefore they have a lot of employees and that means that they have a lot of you know benefits help packages 
is, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, another word, another, another, in, in a way, the only way to really provide for those needs for your employees, uh, if you are an employee, you know this, is to be profitable. If you're not profitable enough, then, you know, you cannot pay, you know, these people for their, what they're worth on their job. So you have to do something. And sometimes we kind of forget that. So I want to talk about it uh, in, in talking through all this report, and I'm going to have some uh, links uh, if you're, of course, watching in YouTube or any other, uh, you know, listen to the podcast, I'll have the links for you on the description. And uh, I'm going to use VentureBeat.com. I really like this website. I really found it recently, and I definitely I like it because they do have a lot of information. They have a lot of great um, you know, articles, and they're not just like clickbait articles. Like you, some other places, there's a lot of clickbait, and there's nothing. The person that writes the article pretty much says nothing. And I even found some of those um, articles on Forbes and some of those big page and those big websites, uh, which it, to me is disappointing. But uh, Venture Beat seems to be very down to earth. It's all about numbers and uh, giving you the information, giving you statistics, and I really like that. Uh, I'm a numbers person, and I enjoy that. Uh, I like facts in front of. Just information um, don't just come to me with information or just uh, pretty much a piece of hearsay or how you your opinion piece uh, where you technically telling me how you feel what everybody else says I want to know statistics I want to know numbers that really gives us a better picture of the information that you're providing so I think this uh, in this case this website does that uh, very well but they talking about this they talk about it in this case EA given their quarterly report and uh, of course you know as you know um, that some of the numbers are not great uh, for some games, particularly with Anthem. Anthem is definitely uh, didn't, uh, you know, didn't perform the way they wanted, which is expected. I, I can be honest with you, I haven't played Anthem yet. You know, there were so many games coming out at the same time, uh, especially Battlefield Five. You know, which I've been playing like crazy, uh, and some other games that definitely there was no really need for it. In my opinion, uh, Apex, Apex Legend, I play a little bit. I didn't care much about it. I'm not a Battle Royale fan, so I move on, move out of that you know category. So didn't care much about it. Uh, but you know, in this case, Anthem has suffered a lot because of it. You know, they they were expecting to sell over five million copies. Uh, they only sell like three point some copies, and um, of course, I have the links for you so you can look at the numbers, which is not a big number. So I'm going through that. You know, the article is very extensive and gives a lot of information. Information, uh, what they're planning to do, their shares, and all that kind of stuff. Very interesting information. They're very happy EA with Apex. Apex has been doing great. They want to expand that towards Asia to bring more uh, gamers into the, uh, to pretty much into the service. Uh, there's millions and millions of people playing the game, so they're very happy with that. Uh, of course, you know what? You know, in this case, Anthem. They're gonna continue on. Uh, of course, you know Anthem, and um, there, there's a mention of also about uh, in this case uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, which also also didn't do so well but they uh, they they provided service uh, you know technically with Andromeda uh, a lot of service for multiplayer, they expanded the experience. But looking at this, and the reason why I want to talk about this today, because uh, look, going through the numbers, I realized that as gamers, as uh, games progress, you know, as uh, we have a, we live in pretty much in a golden age of gaming, there's, uh, some people call it this way, which means that, you know, right now there's a uh, game for everyone. People are gaming more than ever. You know, there's so many games, there's so much business into it, people are pouring money into it, companies, 
businesses. Uh, it's a multi-billion dollar uh, ordeal. You know, definitely it's a, we're living in a rich time where um, there is something every week. There's something new every week for everyone. You know, and of course, games are expensive. You're looking at $60 just for a vanilla game. And then, of course, you have to pay top of that if you want to have the extended service or you want to have more stuff. And, uh, of course, now is the question about live uh, service versus uh, DLC versus, um, you know, you know, season passes, which is something that is happening a lot. You know, there is a, a constant questioning on what is the better service. Uh, and I was watching a video recently, in this case, by uh, one of the persons that I follow on YouTube, uh, Level Cap Gaming. Uh, probably you follow it. Probably you have heard of him. Uh, he's very well known within the gaming community, particularly uh, every uh, first person shooters. Uh, he um, pretty much covers a lot of Battlefield games and he's been well, in, uh, he's invested into Battlefield 5. I love his channel. I love his commentary. Uh, you know, he also streams uh, in other services and he also streams on Facebook uh, uh, some sessions. Uh, he's a great gamer. He plays very well. He's very good. He's a very good uh, sharpshooter. I love to watch some of his uh, gaming, gaming sessions. But he was talking, um, you know, he had a video recently where he's talking about uh, with Battlefield 5 and trying to see what is better. You know, if uh, battle, you know, in this case, season passes are better than just the live service, which is a better um um, you know, what are the pluses and what are the negatives? And of course, he's counting the pluses for each one of them and also the negatives and presenting them. He's not really coming to a conclusion. There are pluses, you know, of course, with the live service and there are pluses with the season passes or DLC. Uh, but definitely there are also some limitations for each one. And um, it was an interesting video. Uh, and to me, it's something that I, I could consider. I, I used to be the type of person that considered DLC the, the way to go. Season passes. Uh, and uh, I still love season passes because it's a format that I'm more accustomed to it. You know, for many years, I, I bought DLC uh, from the era of the PS3 and the Xbox 360 were technically were the ones that actually kind of introduced the DLC system where I think they were prior to that on the Xbox, original Xbox and the PS2. But I think that it was perfected. It was actually, um, it was a time the PS3 and the Xbox 360 where DLC was the thing, you know, season passes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there, there were pluses with the season pass. You know, you buy content, you buy a game, and, and this is the paradox of gaming. No, no one is happy. You know, there's uh, there's pluses and there's negatives of everything. Uh, but the thing is, this um, you know, you purchase a game and uh, then you purchase the DLC where you're you're really invested into the game. But there were so many games that people didn't buy the DLC or the people did not survive the initial part of the game. They move on to other games. So when you buy the DLC, you might have it just the benefit for a week, and then the DLC or the the extra DLC maps or the extra content you are unable to. Act access it you know for a long time and um definitely you're out of luck and this system happens here now with a lot of games today like for example i love the um, uh, i wasn't crazy i would say at first of um, the battlefront game a lot of people complain about battlefront uh for a long time the original uh, the, the the form of the ps4 the first battlefront um and I play it, you know, I, you know, I didn't play it initially. I came to play it later and I, got, I actually bought uh, the vanilla game first. And then actually I bought the, the digital pretty much bundle because it was cheaper. It wasn't some type of offer. So I got all of the DLC maps. But some of those um, DLC maps, like the Scarif map, which is the last DLC that they provided, which is technically row one map. 
um, the based on the Rogue One film, uh, which I like. Uh, I like the map. I have played the map a couple of times. But now you go back to that and you're unable to access it. Yeah, you can still play the game. There's a lot of people playing still. Uh, there's still a good number of people playing Battlefield. Uh, so you still can get into some sessions, the original Battlefield. But you cannot get to the DLC maps. It takes forever, and you have to wait forever just to get into some of those maps. The Sky map technically is the worst of, of, of all, which is the one I wanted to play the most because I really like that map. Uh, and it's disappointing that you don't get a session. So that's the part problem with Season Pass is that you know, not everyone buys a Season Pass. And because not everyone buys a Season Pass, then you're out of luck and you pay for something that you're not going to use. And this is just an example. There's many games that they do the same thing. Uh, and you just don't use the DLC and you're out of luck. It happens on the PS3. It happens on the P and the Xbox 360. It's happened also on the Xbox One and the PS4. It's just a problem. You know, now with live services, technically it's a constant development. They're constantly growing the system or they're constantly expanding it to the point that everyone has access. Like I can go to Battlefield 2, of course, there's more people playing Battlefield 2. And um, you have access from the get-go of all the content. Now, if you want to add some stuff and you want to progress faster, then you buy some stuff here and there, uh, which I'm not a fan either. I don't think that's the way to go. I think there's other things that they can provide that I like. You know, like people have complained about Battlefield for so long. A lot of people say, well, I don't like the game because it's incomplete. I hear this comment constantly everywhere, not only for Battlefield 5, I hear it from every game. You know, I hear it from Anthem, although I haven't played Anthem, so I cannot really tell, but I can say it from the perspective of someone that plays Battlefield feel five and uh, people say well the game is incomplete they say the same thing about you know in this case call of duty um you know they say about every single game people are it's incomplete it's incomplete it's incomplete and uh to me it's uh, you know you see it on the notes people are all constantly dissatisfied for the content that is provided to them, even through the live service or even through DLC. The thing is this, people are never happy one way or another. People don't want to pay more than that. Now I can tell you one thing, when I paid, when I bought Battlefield 5, I didn't buy, bought the game straight out of when it came out for $60. I waited a little bit, just a couple of weeks, just a couple of weeks, and it was already after Black Friday, uh, because it was around the same time. It was already uh, pretty much on discount for what, $30 a Target or something like that? 29 something and i got it from target when i went to target it was already sold out i just went to the to the in this case to the cash register in um I think it was that I went to the cash register or to the, the customer service and I say, hey, you know, I'm looking for this game. And say, oh, yeah, we they went back in the pretty much back room and they got it. So I got it for thirty dollars, thirty dollars. All I pay for the game. It's all I pay so far for this game. And I have access to everything in the game, uh, you know, and I like that, you know, and I, people say, well, the game is incomplete. I haven't have a, I have really a, a fun experience with Battlefield five so far. Yes, I would say it's not Battlefield one has more maps, but of course, Battlefield one extends for so long you know you get all these maps and you get all this dlc and all that stuff see some pass and all that kind of stuff over time of course you get a, a complete game and i have battlefield one the revolution which has everything and i didn't pay more like twenty dollars perhaps for that you know i didn't bought it initially i move on to i was playing other things so you know you know the thing is this yeah you can have it but when i compare battlefield one with battlefield five i could tell you one thing i i prefer there's a lot of things i like about battlefield one i i would say 
say the variety of things, but I prefer uh, Battlefield 5 mechanics. I do prefer, I feel that they're better, they're more refined, uh, and I think EA has done, in this case, well, not EA, but uh, the company that, that DICE has done a much better job refining the service. I don't care about the Battle Royale thing, but I do care about the other maps. Now, a lot of people say, well, the game is incomplete. We want everything. The bottom line is that we always want everything, but if you really look at games and you go and play a game, most people play the same modes time and time again. So you get multiple modes and multiple stuff that people never play. Like I can play Battlefield, you know, five. I can tell one thing. I pretty much always play the same, the same modes. You know, you always go for the same type of modes. People in, in every first person shooter, people love rush. People love domination. People love, um, you know, those ones, you know, those type of games like that. People love anything that has to do with deathmatch. Um, but you know, there's multiple type of modes that people don't care about. I don't, you know, so yeah, you can give me all the content you want, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to use and play it. So, you know, this is something that we have to always consider. And, you know, in this website also, uh, I'm talking about this, there is one that I really like. There's a, and I'm going to have the link for you as well. Uh, back in March, they have a, actually an article where they, they, they have a chart that visualizes why live services games are the it thing for publishers because it makes more money. Uh, people want the single experience, the single player experience. The problem with single player experience is that, you know, based on the modern times that we are living in today, um, some games, you know, they're super refined. They have so much content in it and they come out and they go in the chart, you know, on the on YouTube and all social media for a week. People love it for a week. People say this and that and they but because there are single player campaigns uh, the thing with a lot of single player campaigns is that you buy the games and you want to play the games but then you just put them away and then you stack them in there into your collection of things that you never play i can tell you one thing i have a very extensive collection of games that i have never ever even touched I play, I say, one day I'm going to play single player campaigns, beautiful, all that kind of stuff. I never, never play, which is a shame because I'm all, all being stuck playing a lot of multiplayer stuff because, you know, we're so addicted to multiplayer campaigns and all that kind of stuff. So you put it away. So they're not constantly revenue. So, yeah, they make money the first week or the first month, and then they, they drop out of the chart. People are no longer interested because, of course, people are not talking about it because people are moving into the next thing. So that's the reason why live service is so popular. Because you can keep a game. Technically, all you have to do is create a platform. That's what these games are, a platform, just the basis. You get just the vanilla part, and they can build upon that. So that's why you see with, you know, the constant uh, development of Fortnite, uh, you know, in this case, Apex Legends. All these games are developed over time, over years. There's more content. So people are constantly playing. You go to the Twitch. You go to, to YouTube. Everybody that is streaming, you know, everybody's streaming the same game that has been, you know, course has new you know new maps new content new this so live service is definitely the way to go for a lot of these companies because it makes sense as in, from a business standpoint they're making money out of that you know some of those games that you buy they're phenomenal like in this case the witcher 3 which is a great, great game, very good, good looking game that it was very good. And I think everyone, everyone should uh, play, but after it drops out of the chart, it goes out and ends up some pretty much in the $20 bin at Walmart. So, you know, this is the thing, you know, all these games, you know, you know, you put so much content uh, and some of these companies, of course, they develop, they have a team to develop these games. And after the game is developed and it's sold, of course, there's no more content coming. Maybe a season pass. They, they reduce, they pretty much laid off most of the, 
the people and they just can you know have some people if they have some type of multiplayer uh they have some a special team a small team just kind of to keep those uh servers going so that's all they're doing uh but for the vast majority of gamers of other you know you know get you know gamers it doesn't they don't care much about the game uh so of course you know these games they drop out of the radar people are not talking anymore about it and there's multiple games like that so yeah there's this guy the idea of campaign versus multiplayer you know i'm playing devil's advocate here because you know another podcast i have talked about why like for you know in this case the, the experience of older games versus newer games but i do understand the appeal of multiplayer and i understand why we're so you know so so I would say in love with it. Uh, I could tell you one thing. My first experience, uh, you know, I was never really a fan of multiplayer until I started really playing Mac and the PS3. PS3 was the one that converted me into playing multiplayer experiences, and of course Battlefield. Uh, I, I, I put so many hours into that game. In those games, uh, it's not even funny. And I bought other games, but you know, I played probably uh, the first day, and they put it on the stock. You know, with everybody, everything else. Uh, you know, pay sixty dollars for a game that I really didn't play much, so I didn't get much out of it. But now with these games, you know, like the, the the ones, the multiplayer experiences, I get much out of it, and people get a lot from it. So it's, uh, you know, it's normal for them to really feel more comfortable with them and add more stuff and you add more DLC. So, yeah, in my opinion, I feel that it, there has to be a compromise. I do like season passes, uh, but uh, I, I understand why the live service is, is so appealing today. And um, it's, it's pretty much the way to go for a lot of these businesses. And I also see it from the perspective of uh, companies and the way they want to stay profitable. And for developers, the way they want to keep jobs flowing. You know, you maintain a game. Um, you just create the platform from this game and then you have 20, you know, you have, I don't know, four or five years more to go. And then you have, you know, a constant flow of people developing the game or working in the game. So this is a constant job for these people, you know, and that they are putting their effort and their work on it. It's a, you know, it's not as secure, you know, being a game developer is not a secure job per se. Yeah, they can make money when they get into a good project, but sometimes those projects don't last forever. So you have to move on to the next thing. So this gives them a little more time. Some, some of these developers to really work the time, you know, to really have a more secure, a stable job, uh, you know, and you have to consider it as a, they, they are, have families and they also have to provide for the families although many game developers are very young uh but definitely some of them you know they plan it for the future so it, it's understandable this so you know i'm not here to tell you that one is better than the other uh, i could tell you one thing this is the paradox we are in you know we complain about a lot of things but we don't enjoy some things and uh, i can tell you one things before i let you go today it's all about enjoyment it's all about finding the enjoyment in what you do um I can tell you one thing, I go through to the notes and the comments online and people always complain about Battlefield 5 or they complain about this game or that game and say, well, that game is incomplete. There's always a constant, it's incomplete. But when I played the games, I have fun with them. I really do. Uh, but of course, I grew up in the era of Nintendo, Atari. I grew up in that era of the NES, original NES, and the Atari times where, you know, it, it didn't take much for you to entertain yourself. Like, like, I think we have been conditioned, particularly this young generation, 
generation uh, to want more and never be satisfied with what we have. And I feel that that's the downfall of gaming in one way. I would say this, my recommendation to everyone is enjoy what you have. Enjoy every single game. You know, I enjoy the games. Uh, you know, I feel that there is a change in gaming, but I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, I'm not just going to buy everything based on hype. Like I mentioned before, hype is never good. I'm just going to buy what I'm, go I'm going to play and I'm going to enjoy, you know, and whatever comes. And, you know, yeah, there's sometimes some games with bugs and things that need to be improved. And some channels, they pretty much sell. They, 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 they make so many views on YouTube based on hating on a game. Uh, and I'm not going to do that. You know, it's not just something that I feel that we should do. We just praise what we can praise. Of course, we criticize what we need to be criticized, but we move on. And I can tell you one thing. Some games that people find incomplete, I have enjoyment with them. Ultimately, I feel that the content is enough. Uh, yes, a couple of things they can do to improve it. and uh, But of course, over time, it can be improved. And so many games, I still play Battlefront uh, 1 and 2. I play you know, Battlefield 5. I still go to uh, Battlefield 1. I still play Battlefield 5. I play, uh, the, you know, in this case, 4. I'm sorry. Uh, you even Battlefield 3, I play so many different games. I go back time and time again to some older games uh, because, you know, I still find enjoyment in them. And I feel that, you know, we, it's all about finding the enjoyment in what you do at the end of the day. No matter what other people think, don't go by the hype and don't go by the hate. Just go by your own personal opinion and just enjoy for what it is because at the end of the day, it's all about having fun uh, through our gaming experience. So, but what is your opinion? I would like to hear it. Uh, please don't forget if you're watching this on YouTube to like, to comment and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, whether it's through iTunes, Teacher, Spreaker, uh, CastBox, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, uh, please uh, subscribe to the podcast and share that podcast with your friends. Uh, also, uh, follow me on social media, and it, you can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. The links are down below. And please consider supporting me financially. Your financial support keeps me in the air. You can do that through Patreon on a monthly basis. Uh, $1, $2, $3, whatever amount you give, it will support me. And also, you can do that as a one-time gift. Uh, you can do that through PayPal, or you can do that through GoFund me the links are down below so once again god bless you have a great day and i'll talk to you again bye bye